Hello, and welcome to the Bear Podcast. This is your host, Susan Hyatt. This is Season 2, Episode 6. The Bear Podcast is a show where we talk about your body and your life. We cover things like food, fitness, and self-care. We also get into confidence, courage, women's rights, and feminism. And with every episode, my goal is to leave you feeling strong and inspired, ready to take charge of your day, and ready to take excellent care of your body. Because after all, it's the only body you've got. Let's get right into today's episode. Our first segment is called Big Questions, and I'm choosing a question from a client or from a woman in the Bear Daily membership community, and I'm answering it right here. Here's today's question, and it comes from Deb. She writes, Susan, what are some quick things I can do when I'm just feeling blah and unmotivated? It seems like you've got such high energy and positivity every single day. I want that. Okay, boo. First of all, to set the record straight, I don't have super high energy every single day. I definitely have days where I feel tired and blah, just like everybody else. But 95% of the time, I do feel pretty amazing. And it's not an accident. It's because I take really, really, really excellent care of myself. I make self-care a huge priority. I make sleep a priority. I make fitness a priority. I make pleasure a priority. I invest in my health and well-being and I treat myself like a queen because hello, I am one and so are you. Imagine your health like a piggy bank. If you're putting coins into that bank every day, taking really good care of yourself, then you're gonna feel amazing. I put coins into my bank pretty much every day and that's why I have consistently high energy and positivity pretty much every day. But back to the first part of the question, Deb asks, what are some quick things I can do when I'm feeling blah and unmotivated? And so for me, when I'm feeling blah and unmotivated, that means I'm probably craving rest or I'm craving pleasure or I'm craving inspiration or maybe all of the above. So that's what I give myself. If I need rest, then I might clear my calendar and have a chill day at home in my jammies. If I need pleasure, then I might take my daughter to the movies or get a manicure Actually, that's what we're doing right when I finish recording this podcast. (laughs) If I need inspiration, I might head to a museum or get tickets to a performance or watch a TV series with gorgeous costumes and castles and storytelling like The Crown or Poldark. Bottom line, whatever I'm craving, I listen and then I give it to myself. And when I do this, my mood changes. My mojo comes back and I feel re-energized and ready to tackle the rest of the week. So what about you? If you're feeling blah today, ask yourself, what am I actually craving here? What are you really craving on a deep level? Maybe you're bored and you're craving mental stimulation, fun, entertainment. Maybe you're exhausted and you're craving rest. Maybe you're burnt out on social activities and you're craving time alone to recharge. Maybe you're tired of being on the computer and you're craving fresh air, sunlight, a change of scenery. Whatever kind of experience you crave, give it to yourself, create it for yourself, be resourceful, find a way, and then watch how your mood and energy levels shift. Our next segment is called Tell Me Everything, and this is where I chat with an amazing woman that I love, and we have a conversation about food, 
feminism, fitness, sex, or something else I'm dying to talk about. Today we're chatting with the amazing Sarah Dean. Here we go. All right, welcome everybody. I have the amazing Sarah Dean of the Shameless Mom Academy. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh my God. So I have followed you now for at least a couple of years because I love the work that you do um, for moms to like own being shameless and make a scene and do things differently. And you, I just checked right before you hopped on here. You're like over 200 episodes of the Shameless Mom podcast. Yep. Growing. I'm fully committed at this point. Like there's no turning back. <laughs> there's no turning back. I know. Like, so when you first started the Shameless Mom Academy, what was your mission? So I've been in the fitness industry for 15 years and I um, have had my own fit gym and facility for the second half of that 15 years. And it got to a point after I had my son where I realized I had built an entire business model, a very successful business model, all around helping women shrink and very openly promoting like, here's how you can lose belly fat and here's how you can get your summer body and here's how you can get your, you get in shape for that bikini because like, God forbid you would get into it now as you are. Uh -huh. And I totally fell into all that messaging because I was being coached by male coaches in the industry who were great at shaming women into buying fitness. And I got to this point where I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like I can't. And I realized I had started to feel it a little bit before having my son. And then once I was a mom and I fitness had to become a much lower priority in my personal life. Um, and it was really to maintain my sanity more than maintain my body. Mm -hmm. I realized that I was like, I've built something that is like, it's not ethical. <laughs> it's not ethical for me to run this business like this anymore. Right. Um, so I started to look at ways that I could build a platform around helping women grow and expand and take up space and own their space, regardless of whether or not they weigh 130 pounds, 230 pounds, 330 pounds. Like none of that really matters at the end of the day in terms of your self-worth and you are not worth more if you have less belly fat. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the women I've worked with um, very high majority of the women I've worked with over the last 15 years would say that like their biggest priority in life is weight loss over professional goals, over personal goals, over all these other things. It's like more that, that weighs on them more heavily because we're told that that should always be a goal. Um, that's culturally, culturally ingrained in, in women. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I like had to build this platform where I could talk about helping women take up space and own their space and specifically helping moms with that. And so the shameless mom Academy was born. It's so awesome. I love everything that you just said. And it's, you know, I was in a similar space in that I was trained um, after I became a life coach. I was all, I achieved an additional certification in weight loss coaching and um, you know, same kind of deal. I realized that I could help shame women into losing weight. Um, that that's a, you know, 99% of unfortunately women walking around are more concerned about can they fit into the right size jeans or are they going to look okay in their bathing suit? Then they are bigger issues. And I really started to feel like you, like, wait a minute, I can help a woman lose weight. And yet she was still not satisfied. You know, that 50 right. pounds wasn't enough. Now it's that I have crow's feet or muffin top or stretch mm -hmm. marks or whatever. And so over the years, like you, I was like, you know what? We're not going to shrink anymore. We're going to expand. Yeah. 
And yeah. um, so I love, and interesting that like I was never in the fitness industry. So it's like really interesting to hear somebody who comes from the fitness industry talk about um, how male dominated consult or male consultants in a male dominated field mm -hmm. are encouraging a lot of that scarcity, you know, yeah. get the abs, get this, get that. And I, you know, I have been lucky enough in um, the gym that I go to and the trainers that I've worked with that they are awake enough or became awake enough um, that, you know, when I, like six years ago, when I started working out with a personal trainer, they were doing the whole thing where it was like, they measure you, they um, want to put you on a specific nutritional plan. And it, six years ago, I was already like, no, um, but I was like, <laughs> like, that's not what we're doing. I want to get strong, but we're not measuring me. I'm not weighing. You're not going to tell me what to eat kind of thing. And over the years, it's been really interesting to see them come around to the bright side of like, you know, maybe, maybe this body positivity stuff is really something because you and I both agree in the body positivity space that a woman can want to change her body. Like mm -hmm. she can want to have the six pack, but it has to come from a place of love and acceptance. Right. Right. And not, yeah. And it's not from a place of, of minimizing yourself in order to get it to, like that. You're not already worthy of everything you ever could imagine and want in your life without the six. Pack. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I do think the industry has changed. I mean, I will say when I was doing in 2010, when I started being coached, um, it was a lot different than it is now. And I am not being coached by anyone in the fitness industry at this point. So I don't know exactly what coaching is like, but I can say that I've seen tremendous shifts in the industry mm -hmm. and I'm so encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. um, and I see a lot of women stepping up and starting to dominate the industry where they're like, it's, it's, a, it's an industry that is um, that women are the main consumers. So mm -hmm. why are women not running the industry? And right. I think that's starting to happen. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really quite interesting to see, um, for example, my daughter who is 17 and a half, she started watching, um, oh, what's the Tyra Banks show, um, Next Top Next. Model? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it was season one. So this was like, you know, 90 something. I can't remember. And I was sort of only half paying attention, but I was like, this fashion is awful. And it was because it was like mid, mid 90s. And we were kind of laughing about the things happening in that episode because it was so like the comments were they had it they had a plus size um model represented and she was literally like the leanest most fit like, like maybe a size eight <laughs> maybe maybe and everything was very fat shaming and then mm. you know you look at the current season that has ashley graham on it um nice. who even ashley graham i mean ashley graham is is to me like a bear ambassador for sure, but yeah. she for sure is fat in the right places. And I'm using air quotes. No, um, you're right. You're totally you know? right. So it's like really interesting to see how I agree with you. I think things are really changing and like just watching next top model, like the difference in a decade is huge. Yeah. 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 And I think that so I, I see that happening as well. And I also like, I know for me personally, and for the people listening, this might be helpful. I've changed what I let myself be exposed to. So mm -hmm. when I go to Instagram and Facebook, and I would imagine you probably don't, you, you might be similar. When I go to Instagram and Facebook, I don't see pictures of like Fitspo pictures that are like a model 
a fitness model and uh, with her head cut off with her sports bra, her spandex and her six pack with like a quote unquote inspirational quote that's like running across her abs. That's right. not what's on my feed because I've selected out of all of that because I'm very conscientious of unfollow, unfriend, unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. But then I've also been really conscientious of following a lot of body positivity people. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like fat girl or I follow fat girl flow. And here's this mm -hmm. woman who's maybe like 350 pounds in her bra and underwear. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's such a gorgeous woman. And she looks amazing. And I want to be, I want to carry that confidence. I'm not looking to be the headless model in the sports bra and tank top. And so I think that when you expose yourself to that kind of imagery, it really shifts how you value yourself and where, how you see women in the world and how you see beauty in the world. And it's really shifted my eyes as someone who's always struggled with body image. So I should put that out there as well. Like it's right. always been a struggle for me. And now I can really very legitimately find inspiration from all body shapes and sizes. And that's been really, um, really refreshing. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things in the bear process. Like that's one of the first things that we do when I call it an um, environmental diet. Um, so if any of you are listening to this particular episode, you can go to like, uh, season one, episode one and listen to that. But, but I absolutely have my clients and all the women in the bear daily membership community, you know, once every seven weeks, that's the discussion we're having. Like, who are you following on Facebook or Instagram or wherever that is giving you life and not, you know, some headless, like you're saying, model. It's interesting because I just read an article about that, Sarah, where it was like, um, there was somebody who studied that and it was, um, she studied like from like the nineties until today, how many movie posters showed, oh on the movie poster itself, a hot woman that was headless. Um, I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes because yeah. it's so compelling. And now here you are talking about it. But um, I, I tend to find people on Instagram who are body positive, who are showing real bodies, stretch marks, um, cellulite, um, and they're fit people too, but it's not this uh, celebration of perfection happening. Right, right. And, and, and you recently posted asking about, I think you asked specifically about women of color and body positivity. Yeah. And that was, a, that was a fun post, first of all. Thank you. <laughs> but I was like, ooh, I want to like go find all the people. And I was noticing as I was kind of going through my Instagram, looking for people to throw into that conversation, um, I was noticing how stunning so many of them are and it, again it reinforced this idea of like beauty is all about confidence mm -hmm. and so um, danielle brooks is someone who comes to mind she's from orange she's tasty and orange is the new black mm -hmm. and she's always posting these pictures and i look at her pictures and i'm like i don't think i would ever wear that because i would think oh i wouldn't look good in that but she puts it on and she looks so amazing and it makes me realize like literally everything she posts I'm like, why do I limit myself in that way? Why do I think like, oh, that's not really from my body type? Right. What? <laughs> I know. It's, it's really interesting because, because culture at large has told us, like, you should only wear a bikini if you look this way. Or you right. should, like, um, a lot of the women I work with, too, we talk about ageism, and I'm 44. I certainly don't think I'm old. But there are tons of messages, all those articles about 
you know, if you're over 40, you need to stop doing these things or wearing these things. And like yeah. short shorts are one of them. And part of the reason why is because God forbid someone should see cellulite um, with their eyeballs, right? And I'm like, you know what? You're going to see all this. I'm about to bless the city with all this cellulite. <laughs> Yeah. After my son was born, the cellulite that had always existed on the back of my legs crept to the front of my legs. And I have like, <laughs> I have fairly decent quads. And I was like, how do you get like cellulite on top of massive quads? I didn't know this was possible. And I felt so self-conscious about it for a while. And then finally, like in the last year, I'm like, I don't have the time. I do not have the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> who has the time to waste energy on that? And like, I don't mean to, to minimize people who literally are wasting time and energy on that. My point is like, Let's shift our focus and realize that you are wasting time and energy. Like you are literally wasting decades of your life prioritizing things that um, are holding you back in all areas of your life. Absolutely. And I, and I got to tell you, like when you started at the beginning talking about like how most women prioritize how their bodies look over their careers, I coach a lot of high achieving women who make a lot of money and the conversation ends up always, even if they've hired me for business coaching, coming back to, but I need to lose weight by this vacation or this yes. family or before I can be on stage. Right. Or, That's or have a photo shoot or any of those right, things. Right. So interesting. It is so permeated every fiber of our culture that it's taking people like you and me to like shout from the rooftops and unwind this for people. So yeah. I did a photo shoot when a couple of years ago when I was um, about almost 20 pounds heavier than I am now. And I went into it feeling really like not qualified to be there. Like should have like taken care of some of this before I showed up for that shoot. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Amazing. And I still use those pictures for everything. I love them. I just went back last week and did a photo shoot again with the same woman. And I'm like, I, I'm so curious to see the photos this time. I th it'll be very interesting to see how they're different. But part of me is like, these can't be replacement photos because these aren't better. They're recent. Like they show me as I am right now, right. but they aren't going to be like, they need to replace the other ones. Cause those ones like, mm, it was a little chunky that like, that's not, that can't be the mindset. I was right. gorgeous. Then I had no idea how gorgeous I was until I saw those pictures. And then I was like, Oh my God, I look amazing. Who knew? Look how hot I am. I know. Yeah. I know. And I hear you. And photography is such a big part like of the bare process. Like the, the final step is being seen and um, it brings up so much for people. And I think that, um, you know, even with people who've worked with me for years, I've had the same photographer for 11 years and, but occasionally she has different people working for her. And it was like, it might've been last year sometime. I can't remember, but we did some kind of shoot and whoever she had editing the photos, this young male decided uh -oh. that I needed to be Photoshopped quite a bit, you know, like uh -huh. my crow's feet and my neck. And, uh, I was definitely slenderized and I uh -huh. had an absolute corny. I'm like, of course she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I was like, it's so like when we say go have a photo shoot, like what Sarah has done, like, you know, don't do it. And then ask the, like, see if you can really look at the photos and, and enjoy 
how you're appearing in the world without trying to change it, whether it's yeah. age related or weight related. And it's a trip and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's hot. Yes, it is. But it's also, it's liberating. I actually had a similar experience. So with my gym and my transformation programs, um, the first time we did a transformation program and did before and after pictures, I outsourced the editing of the pictures because I needed them put in these like frames side by side. Mm-hmm. And the photographer sent them back and just a, the te- first test one. And he was like, I just want to double check this with you before I do all of them. And he had literally like given, and luckily it was one of my best friends. He'd like given her a six pack, like Photoshopped it on. So I sent it to her and I was like, okay, first of all, this is not like, we're not keeping these, but I just have, you need to see this. And she was like, Oh my God. This, she's like, I didn't know that's what I'd look like with a six pack. That's kind of awesome. But we were like dying. I was like, dude, no, like I, that wasn't the job to take a before picture and then just make something up for the after picture. Right. I know. But that's like so interesting because that's remember, like it might've been um, like early or mid, early 2000s or something like the first time, like the population at large found out that Photoshop was a thing. It was a thing. And we, and I, w- I remember being like, are you kidding me? Like, right. like us growing up with supermodels and things, yeah. it's like it was so interesting to learn that. And now when you look at Instagram where like everybody can swipe for filters, everybody yep. can download an app to do those things. When I talk to my daughter about body positivity and like ask her opinion on things, she's like, you know, Instagram is the thing with people my age that you really need mm. to be talking about because- yeah you know, these girls are comparing what they look like to, and they, and they know it, they know that someone has used a filter. Right. And yet they still, it's still bother, you know, it still creeps in that like, I don't match that. And so I think that, um, you know, like our work with this, we, we still have so much work left to do, but how amazing that people are waking up. Like you and I woke up, um, the industry is starting to wake up and then right. like, I am at, like you very positive about what's for the future. Yeah. I think one of the really damaging things I see happening, um, on Instagram and, um, so I'll premise this with, um, or preface this with that. I follow all the Kardashians mm-hmm. and, I do too. Can, I do too. and they are brilliant businesswomen. Like yeah. there's no getting around that, right. but that's not to say I'm in agreement with everything they say and do. Um, so two things happened recently. Kim Kardashian posted about how she now has a 24 inch waist and she's never had a waist that small before in her life. And then her sister Courtney recently posted about, there was an article about um, her photos of her in a bathing suit and how she now weighs like 98 pounds. And she's like been working for the last couple of years to lose like the last 16 pounds or something of her baby weight. So these numbers come out and the damage that is done with those kinds of numbers, because now millions of girls and women of all ages are you holding that as the standard, a 24 inch waist and weighing 98 pounds. So it's one thing to be like, I've lost some weight. I have abs for the first time in my life. Like I feel really toned, really strong, whatever. But to throw those kinds of numbers out there, I think is so dangerous. It's really reckless. Now there's a bar. Mm -hmm. So even with me, like I've lost weight over the last couple of years, I have not talked to my gym members one bit about what I have done to lose weight because it doesn't matter. I will tell them what can work for different people. And I will say, these are some things that you can try. And these are things that generally work. Let's try these and tweak them. If that is your goal to lose weight, but I'm not going to go out there and say, this is what I did. And this is my magic formula because it's going to look different for everyone. And I'm not going to presume that what worked for me is going to work for everyone or that everyone wants the same thing as me. And so I think you have to be so careful 
when you are standing as an authority figure, whether you're a Kardashian or someone in the fitness industry or the weight mm -hmm. loss industry, mm -hmm. to be so careful about the way that you frame things and your decision around using numbers and what that, the impacts of that. Wow, I haven't seen those posts, and now I'm gonna have to go find them because it's like really it's it's like really interesting to think about somebody who who has been celebrated for curves, mm -hmm. um, curves in the right places, like you said, it's mm -hmm. curves in the right. So the waist has to be small, the butt can be as big as it can, mm -hmm. like butt and hips. Like when do you see the apple shaped supermodel? being right. plus size, the apple shape, that's not the cool, that's not the cool plus size model. Right. It has to be the pair. Right. Or the hourglass, the pair and the hourglass right. are okay. Right. And, and like, you know, the athletic, um, straight up and down is, is mm -hmm. celebrated in runway fashion. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And so you're right. The apple shape, you're screwed, you know, as in terms of culture at large, you're kind of screwed, which is yeah. why and there's a lot of apples out there. I come from a family of apples. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty gorgeous. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, yeah. um, I, what's next for you, Sarah? So for me next is continuing to expand upon my platform with the shameless mom Academy and helping women grow. So when I talk about helping women grow on the, on the show, it's helping women live bigger, bolder, braver every damn day. And that can look like a million different things. And when people join me on the show for different reasons um, at different times in their lives and in their motherhood journey, sometimes that is for weight loss. Sometimes it is because they want to take better care of themselves and they know that they've neglected, you know, just feeling good in their own skin and, and taking steps to do that. Um, and then sometimes it's that they want to follow a dream that maybe they feel really uncomfortable in, in terms of maybe changing professions or leaving a profession and staying home with their kids. Um, so I want to continue to build community around women doing uncomfortable things and women um, taking steps that are a little bit scary, but also like embracing the fear that goes with that and finding a place to feel po positive and powerful regardless of what your day looks like. Like even when your day looked, starts like mine did this morning with a 45, melt, 45 minute meltdown over which socks my five-year-old should wear. And I basically just wanted to die by 9.15. <laughs> so like where you can find a place to still feel powerful in your day, even though that's how it started, um, I think is, is where I want to be going and the community that I want to be building. So that's so awesome. My day started with cat vomit. So I totally <laughs> You it's know, kind of the same like, thing. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> There'll be a teenager meltdown later, I'm sure, over <laughs> or curfew or something. But right. Well, right. thank you so much for sharing your brilliance with us. We are going to, of course, put all the ways you guys can connect with Sarah Dean and the Shameless Mom Academy um, down below. But Sarah, what's the easiest way for people to find you? Shamelessmom.com. Yeah. Find me there, connect with me there. And on Instagram, I'm at the Shameless Mom Academy and on Facebook and Instagram at the Shameless Mom Academy. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so And we're finishing up with the segment that I call Bear Victories. This is where I share some posts, emails, and texts from women in my community to say congratulations and yay. Here's the bear victory of the day. 
Alyssa, who's in my bear membership community, she posted a couple of pictures for us. She posted a picture of herself from years ago when she was about a size two. And then she also posted a picture of herself at Pilates, like within the past week. And so the caption says, proof that bear is working for me. So I've had this first picture of me working out when I was a size two as my lock screen on my phone for a while to remind me of where I'm going. It reminds me of when I felt strong, not necessarily just thinner, but healthy. However, I realized that I was keeping myself stuck in the past, what I used to be, what I used to do, and keeping the fear of what if I can't be that good again, and she's using air quotes, still alive. Today, my Pilates coach took a picture of me doing the move below, And let me tell you, this is quite the move. I don't know if I could do this. (laughs) My Pilates coach took a picture of me doing the move below, and she said she'd text it to me because it was beautiful form. Normally, I would have gotten that text and immediately started to criticize my body. Today, I just looked and thought, my body is pretty freaking amazing. This is everything for me. Something I've literally never said to myself, not even to my size two self. Thank you, Susan Hyatt. Thank you, Bear Sisters. Sorry for the long post. No apologies necessary, Alyssa. What an amazing victory. So that's all for this episode. If you want even more inspiration and motivation, you can visit my website, shyatt.com. You'll find hundreds of hours of podcasts, videos, webinar recordings, all kinds of stuff, all free, all for you. And I have a small request for you in return. Sometime this week, maybe today, maybe as soon as you finish listening to this episode, please take 10 seconds and text a friend to tell them about the show or leave a positive review. That's the best way for new listeners to discover this show. I recently saw the sweetest review from Teresa. She wrote, On days when I'm not feeling great, Susan's words are like both a balm to my soul and a kick in the pants. This podcast is so inspirational. A must listen for every woman who wants to transform her life and her relationship with her body. Aw, thank you, Teresa. That is so kind, and I appreciate your support very, very much. Maybe the very next review will be from you, dear listener. Thank you for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.